Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 292, recorded live on Sunday, January 27th, 2013. And here are your hosts. The man who's not going to get this reference, but whom I want to buy a chocolate cake for, Dave Pillay. Chocolate cake? And the man who swears he's just... A baker. Andy Lowe, hi. The only chocolate cake reference I know is the Bill Cosby chocolate cake for breakfast. Like I said, you're not going to get that reference. No. Kate just got that reference. What, what is that reference, Andy? <laughs> I'm not going to say because I know it. Kate knows it. And I know <sighs> one of our listeners at least knows it. Hopefully it will occur to him. Just a baker? Just a baker. I'm just a baker. I'm lost. And I love it, because I think it's even a reference that you can't even Google. Okay, can you at least give me a hint here? <laughs> um, it's a movie reference. Oh, that's helpful. That's helpful. That's all I'm given. Okay, yeah, that's so not helpful. I know. Okay, moving on. Hi, Andy. Oh, sorry, I just... <laughs> I had to get that one out there. It's been sitting in my brain ever since I saw the movie. Okay. I'm, I mean, the... Was it Chocolate Cake and Harry Met Sally? What? The the when Harry met Sally with the one scene with I'll have what she's having. I thought it was a tuna fish sandwich. I think it was some sort of dessert. Maybe it was a dessert because she always ordered dessert. Yeah, I, I think it was a chocolate cake, but I don't Harry remember. Anyway, how was brunch? Brunch was delicious. Did you have the breakfast items or the lunch items or a combination of the two? Uh, kind of a combination. It was uh, baked creamed eggs. And it, uh, the, the side of that is a salad. Baked creamed eggs. Yes. The name alone? Andy, it's delicious. It, okay, but it still doesn't sound delicious. But it is. It it really, really is. It's so good. You're also breathing into the mic, by the way. Okay. Better? Yes. Um, so baked creamed eggs. So it, it's two eggs in a, a ceramic dish with a lot of cheese and it's and and spinach and then it's baked and then they put more cheese on top. And you can get it where the eggs are, are done, but they're still kind of runny, and so it's just this delicious mess, and it, oh, it's so good, Andy. So you can get the eggs medium? Yep. Okay. I was quite pleased in the first time I learned the difference between easy, like what, what eggs so over easy actually meant. Over, over easy is that the white is still a little runny, and the yolk is basically entirely liquid. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Medium is the egg itself, the white is firm, uh, but part of the yolk is still going to be runny. Yes. 
and then hard is that the yolk is solid. Yep. Hey, not bad. It's great. You can tell, though, if you cook them sunny side up, because then the yolks, because there's a slight layer of egg white over the yolk. Mm-hmm. So once, uh, if it, the white is starts to creep into the egg yolk, then you can tell that's right around the medium range. And if the white completely covers the egg yolk, then you know it's hard. Just for tips, if you're ever cooking eggs, as okay. I had this morning. And I finally actually hit the point of putting too much horseradish on something. Because I can still feel it. Okay. So anyway. Kate's talking to somebody. No, it's Catherine. Catherine, (laughs) It's not me. So should we talk about... Stuff that's happened? Yes. You know what's happened that I haven't been able to find anything for? The fact that I'm in the SimCity beta this weekend. Oh, congratulations. But that's not what I was going to talk about. Did oh. you have to sign an NDA for that? No. Oh, really? I don't think so. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, maybe? I know I'm not the first one to talk about the beta. Cause... Well, I, I know they they lifted their embargo anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter all that much. All the news is out there. Um, no, I, I was going to talk about the fact that Sprint has an outage. Sprint has an outage? Sprint has a national outage. It's oh. been going on since about Wednesday or Thursday. Where it's intermittent data for some people and others have nothing. Well, that got to suck. I don't know where it's coming from or why it's happening. You know, it's funny. That's actually not the... There was uh, AT&T U-verse, which is the combination TV and internet that AT&T does. Mm-hmm. Through Texas, Florida, and I think also, like, Alabama and Georgia, they were having some serious outages that lasted for at least three days for most people. Yep. Three days without TV or internet. And they said, yeah, it came down to, like, one server. Oops. That was Yeah, well, according to the various people I talked to at Sprint, this is not one thing. This is, like, many of their towers were damaged. Damaged from what? I don't know. I assume they mean the actual server at the tower. I'm like, it takes a lot to take it down a tower. Yep. We're talking like hurricane winds to take down a tower. Yep. So there was either some bad code or someone has gone after Sprint. Yeah, the AT&T one was caused by a faulty software upgrade on one server. Oops. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Yeah, this update will make everything better. Womp womp. (laughs) So wait, you're on Sprint now, aren't you? Yeah, I've been without data. How was life without data on your phone? Well, I've just been using the... I mean, two of those days I was at work. Oh. (laughs) So that's not going to do anything. But yeah, it it was kind of sucky. Mm. I wasn't able to go out and play Ingress. Because you really need data to play that. So let me just tell you also, quickly, the yeah. um, SimCity beta is only this weekend. Yeah. And you only get to play for one hour at a time. <laughs> is it even worth it then? 
Well, there's one that has like there's a challenge. They have, they have achievements and challenges in the game. Yeah, one of them is to try to get a popu- city population of like fifteen thousand or something like that. I'm just like, is that even possible to do that from a city in starting an hour? with nothing? I don't know. In an hour, do it fast. <laughs> so, are Andy? Are we going to buy some city? I don't know. It's slightly annoying the fact the way that the the game is set up now. It's Remember a lot, originally, of, it's a lot original, of little cities, right? Yeah. In, As opposed to one big one. Yeah. Which you can actually be mayor of multiple cities in, an, in like, I think there's like three cities, basically, in what you would call a county. Not really a county, more of a large, almost, it's almost would turn into a large metropolitan area. Where you'd have like uh, D.C. and Baltimore and what else is in the Baltimore, D.C. area? I don't know. A lot of cities in Virginia. Fairfax, Virginia? Yep. Okay, so like Baltimore, D.C., Fairfax. That's like the grouping that you get. But, okay, so remember in the original SimCity how there was residential, commercial, industrial zones were all nine by nine squares? Yeah. And how those squares could have um, basically like cities connected or roads connected within that. So it's almost like... You were uh, creating a city on a, a larger scale where you didn't have to worry about individual streets between houses. Right. You just had a, you had a residential block. And that, as long as there was a road next to the block, you were good. Yes. Because it just kind of assumed that it was going to take care of the roads inside that by itself. That's not the case in this SimCity. Like, oh. you are literally at certain points just building individual houses. Houses? Houses. That... Uh, okay. Like, you build a street, and then you can build a row of houses. And you could just build, like, one house on that street if you really wanted to. Huh. So, my city planning skills from SimCity... Didn't it, translate. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't translate all that well into this one. Because it's like, okay, how big of a block do I build? Because you could... You could build streets that are just, like, one house wide, but then the houses basically increase in size when you increase the wealth so hey people earn money they want a bigger house well if you're on a one small little city block they can't expand and they're screaming at you like hey i want a bigger house but i can't too there's no room yep so it's yeah it's interesting and different at least my people don't complain about wind farms so what's wrong with wind farms well, normally, like, if you try and build a wind farm in the United States, everybody does the whole not-in-my-backyard. Yet here in SimCity, I can build one right off the bat, and nobody bats an eye. What's cheap free energy? I know. I mean, it's not free, but you get the idea. We actually, um, we just added six new wind turbines in Madison. What we really need to do is add them to the lake. There's, well, there's problems with putting them in the lake. Well, yeah, electricity plus water is a big one. No, that that's not the problem. Okay. The problem is, Andy, what is the temperature out above the lake right now? Oh, it's probably cold. And the Andy, lake affects like, clouds. Yeah, it is like two degrees Fahrenheit right now, if you're lucky. Plus the wind, plus the chop. That lake does not freeze. It used the to freeze. spray, however. That does freeze a lot. And when you've got these giant windmills, they're going to be kicking up a bit of spray. 
So it's gonna free. It's gonna get on the blades. It's going to freeze on the blades, and then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, because then you need to get an ice chopper to get out there. Yeah, ice, ice, icebreaker, icebreaker. But I'm not even talking about the lake being frozen. I'm talking about the blades being frozen because then yeah. they're going to be out of balance. And when you've got them spinning out of balance, they're going to get tossed around. Yeah, there's a YouTube video of wind turbine that that happened to yeah it's not pretty so so yeah sorry to um talk about SimCity, but that's what i was playing waiting for you to show up ah that's why you had no issues just keeping on waiting because i was entertained one hour at a time (laughs) (laughs) with SimCity. yeah another okay so another downside to the SimCity thing um you have to have origin running Mm-hmm. Origin on my computer takes over a gig of RAM when it's running. That's a lot. Like, I, I know Steam takes up some RAM. Not a gigabyte. Yeah, not a gig. <laughs> That's a hefty. Let's see. Do I have Steam? I don't have Steam running right now. We'll see how much Steam takes in just a moment. Chrome yeah, is taking <laughs> a lot. Stupid Steam update, damn it. <laughs> Chrome is taking an incredible amount. Andy, what's the last time you went ice skating? The last time I went ice skating? Yep. I think it was when I was trying to teach Kate how to skate backwards, which failed miserably. I do not know how to skate backwards. Neither does Kate, and I tried to teach her in that. that, No. So yes, that would probably be the last time that I went ice skating. Okay. Why do you ask? Uh, just curious, I've been invited to go ice skating today. So just trying to remember kind of how to skate. <laughs> In any case, we should probably hit some topics. We've been random enough so far today. Oh, 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 I just got Steam to start. All right. Let's see how much... Let's see, Firefox using... 215 megabytes. Skype is at 132. Steam for me is taking 87 meg. Skype is 163 meg. Chrome is over half a gig. (laughs) I've got Steam only at 23 right now. That's it. Okay. But yeah, if I start up Origin... Andy? Topics. 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 Let's go. Come on. No, typing topics into Google does not work. No, (laughs) not usually. Give me topics. Early from this week, kind of right after we finished recording last week's with Johnny, a lot of things started, quote-unquote, leaking out, particularly PS4 and Xbox whatever specs. Durango. The Durango. I didn't post the Durango link. Why did I not do that? I don't know why you didn't post the Durango link. Ouch. Um, basically, you know, it's bigger and better and faster, and the PS4 is supposed to kick the ass of the Xbox whatever, Durango. Um, you know, the PS3 was more powerful than the 360. Andy, are you surprised that the PS4 is going to be more powerful than Durango? No. Do you think it means it's going to have better graphics and better games? Well, it's going to have better graphics. Uh, Andy, was what? the PS3 more powerful than the 360? Yes. 
Did the PS3 have better graphics than the 360? Some games it did. Most of them were first-party games. Yep. And over you know a good number of those, they weren't actually better than the 360. It's just they were exclusive to the PS3. Yes. Uh, if a game is made on both consoles, do you really think they're going to budget for two different graphic artists for levels of, of kind of quality? Uh, no. No. They're going to just design it for the bottom level and take it. So are you thinking of getting either of? I will probably pick up the next Xbox. Probably. What about you? I don't know. It took me a while to... Let's see, when did I get the 360? Because I had the PlayStation 2, and I still had it in college. When the hell did I switch over to the 360? I don't know. I'm not sure. Kate says it was before 2008. I can't remember when I switched, so I highly doubt that I'm going to switch again. Give it some time first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get it on, you know, like, release day, but probably in the first little bit. Yeah, what's my incentive of getting it right away? Blue. You have a Blu-ray player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I just don't have an incentive to do it. No. I, heck, my, I don't even have Xbox Live Gold anymore. Yep. You want it? I have a gift card somewhere. When was the last time I used it? I don't know. I think I tried playing the Assassin's Creed multiplayer online. Got my ass handed to me. That's the one problem about multiplayer games now, is the fact that if you join late... You're going to get your ass handed to you. Because of the RPG element, or is the fact that it's like, I can't do anything because I'm new to this. Yep. Well, so you have to get it with your friends. Like I said, when was the last time I played with any of you guys? I think I played... No, that was on the computer. I was going to say, I played Ticket to Ride with Brennan and Julie. But that was on the PC. Yep. I'm not sure the last time I played anybody that I know on Xbox. I don't know. So, yes, there's new hardware coming out, but am I excited? Meh. Meh. Mm Mm-hmm. Since everybody's waiting for it, though, the uh, sales numbers for the Xbox and the PS3 this month, I think we're down by like 20-some-odd percent because everybody's waiting now for this new hardware to come out. Mm. So speaking of (laughs) droppage, what the hell happened to Apple stock? Um, People started realizing that the company has problems. So, I mean, if you go and look at Apple stock, right? APL. APL? AAPL. Oh, AAPL. And you look at the six-month Apple stock, you see that in, like, September and October, it was at almost $700 a share. Okay. And at that point, it started going down and down and down, and then it hit... The holiday season, so they got the bump from the sales, and then it went down, 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 down. And it is now 440 per share. And a lot of companies are saying, okay, this is, this is, 
This is interesting and potentially problematic. Man, what happened on the 24th? Was that their earnings report? Yep. Jeez. Stock dropped 50 bucks. Oh, I got it at... 513, 514 down to four, yeah, 460. So that's 60 bucks. Drop, yeah, drop 50 to 60 bucks. Kind of overnight. What's their market value now? Are they below? I think they're still above ExxonMobil. But like, this is, this is not cool <laughs> for Apple. No. I'm okay with it, but for Apple, not cool. Um, and, and I think this is kind of what I've been saying for a little bit of, you know, it's what we talked about when we looked at how, uh, Apple was handling the iPad and the iPad mini. And I said, this is a bad idea. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Hmm. Looks like I'm not the only one who thought so. Well, my guess is the fact that if you look at their charts over the past five years, it's been going up and up and up, and there's only so many people who want to buy iPhones. <laughs> Have we hit the market saturation for that yet? We, well, but see, that's the thing with Apple products is you can still saturate the market. They release a new one, people are going to buy it. Wow. So I just logged into Twitter for the first time in God knows how long. Okay. And Twitter emailed me. Saying welcome back. Well, that's a little bit weird. It's been a while since we last saw you. Here's what we think you should do. Follow more people. So, yeah. I don't know. What else we got? Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? And we can, we can talk more about how Apple's got problems, but we've mentioned that a lot. So I don't think we need to. Well, staying on the phones, remember how the DMCA... Or the Library of Congress ruled on the DMCA saying, hey, you guys, you can you get actually... another year to unlock your phones? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that year is up. Yep. So you better have unlocked your phone because now it's illegal again. Which I find it funny that the Library of Congress is ruling on this sort of thing. Yeah, I didn't know the Library of Congress had the authority to rule on things like this. According to the DMCA, they are the ruling force. There's actually a... Uh, I think it's like the National Association for Blind People or something like that has to go to the Library of Congress every three years because of the DMCA to say, yes, people are still blind, so there needs to be an exception for audiobooks. <laughs> That's kind of terrible. People are still blind? It's basically what they have to say is, hey, yeah, remember us from three years ago? Well, nothing's changed, so could we get the exemption from the DMCA rules now? <laughs> Where people are still blind. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Now you can still ask your carrier permission to unlock your phone. My guess is there's can they probably charge you. Some, yeah, my guess is there's probably going to be some sort of fee. I don't know. So, phone unlocking illegal again. Unfortunately, yes. so friggin' DMCA. They really they need to change the DMCA. It is such an out-of-date piece of legislation. Yes. No, not run DMC. DMCA. God, but stupid. run DMC is so cool. <laughs> well, let's see. T-Mobile released a statement regarding DMCA phone unlocking restrictions. Oh. 
T-Mobile recommends customers contact the device manufacturer or AT&T directly to request the unlock code for their device. Hmm. Is that if you want to switch it to T-Mobile or from T-Mobile? to T-Mobile. They have a T-Mobile's Bring Your Own Phone program. Ah. Good for T-Mobile. What was it? It's 1996. God, the DMC is almost 20 years old now. It's old. So speaking of old. Yeah. Atari. Okay. So Atari filed for bankruptcy again. Except that this Atari, let's be clear. This Atari has as much to do with the original Atari as... I like it as as the Game Boy had to do with Nintendo's original playing cards. Yeah, this Atari now, it, heck, Atari even back when was the first? Like they're the only thing that's it's like no 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 okay I got it, I got it, I got it. Atari now versus what they were is like Napster now versus what it was. Oh yeah, right. It's yeah. the it's there in name only. It barely even has the same IP. Yeah, let's see. They they there was original Atari, and then Atari split in nineteen eighty four. Well, they got bought by Warner Brothers. They got bought by Warner Brothers. Yeah, I think. Pretty sure. And then Warner Brothers sold them off. I could be thinking of AOL, but I think it happened to both. Uh, if I remember correctly, they under had- Warner. Yep. Hmm. Uh, investors in 1967 and 1976, Nolan Bushnell sold Atari to Warner Communications. When did Infogrames? Infogrames got it way later. 1990, no, 1998, Hasbro acquired Atari, and then Infogrames bought it from Hasbro. Yep. So Hasbro got it in 98, and then Infogrames got it in 2001. Which my guess is everybody was buying this for name only. Pretty much. And then in 2013, Atari voluntarily filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They are now going to be sold off. Which, if you think about it, now is actually the... uh, Now is almost a bad time for it. Because there almost seems to be a retro gaming... Not not revolution, but uh, resurgence... I could give you a resurgence. A lot of nostalgia out there. Yeah, because even, heck, a lot of indie games are now... Kind of going retro. Yeah. So now would be the time, actually, to sell mobile versions of Asteroids and Breakout and Outlaw and that sort of stuff. So now there's actually, like, a market for this sort of stuff. Is it enough for the mammoth name of Atari? No. I like how I called it a, um, should have called it a mastodon. <laughs> that it's extinct? Pretty much, and it's very large and mm-hmm. unwielding. Un- unwieldy? Because I guess if you go to the random average person now and go, oh. What's Atari? Yeah, when you think of Atari, what comes up, my guess Pac-Man. is? Pac-Man. 2600 era. No, my guess is they will say the word Pac-Man. <laughs> Like you realize that has nothing to do with Atari, right? Well, there was the Pac-Man. Yeah, it was such a bad port. 
It was such a bad. It was. It was almost as bad as E.T. Yeah, it was. Speaking of another bankruptcy sort of thing, THQ. Yeah, man, this is this last year. Game companies just left and right, dropping out. It's kind of interesting because you've got this. You've got the rise of the indies, and at the same time, a lot of these medium-sized publishers are just breaking apart at the seams. Quite literally, in this case, you have THQ, which is made up of many smaller studios, as any kind of large studio is, and they have filed and said, okay, we are selling off each part. And they negotiated with much larger studios, and the larger studios are going to buy the different parts. So Ubisoft is getting THQ from Montreal, which makes sense. I think Microsoft is getting some. Activision's getting some. Sega, Crytek, Take-Two, Ubisoft. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who are buying their parts. So it's kind of like, what the hell? Um, As far as games, notable games from THQ, you've got the Saints Row series. The giant purple dildo. (laughs) I'm sorry, in my head, though, the only... THQ game that really sticks out is WCW NWO Revenge. Okay. On the N64. What about the uh, Dawn of War series? That's THQ, isn't it? Mm. The Warhammer games? Is that? I thought Sega was doing Warhammer. Well, now they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now they are. You know what, though? We should have seen this coming. How so? What was the last Humble Bundle? THQ. There you go. The, hey, we are in such deep shit that this can't hurt. So we'll give away $150 in games to whoever wants to pay us a dollar. That should have been the warning sign. We should have realized what was going on right then. Goddamn hindsight. Why is hindsight always so clear? (laughs) So not fair. So not cool. Because we can't Goddamn see into the future. What if you could see in the future as clearly as you can see into the past? Well, that's the problem, though, is the, the future can change. So how does that work? Can it? Can it, Andy? Hmm? I, you think you're just a cog in the machine? How do we know? Just a cog in the machine. Yes. Yes, we are. To see what else we got going on. I mean, it you know it depends on your your interpretation of time and space and wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Stuff that makes my head hurt. Yep. Um, Dead Space. Oh, Dead Space Three. So it seems that the DLC content and microtransactions are now everywhere. Including in first-person games that have no connection to any sort of third multiplayer. It's basically, now there's a Dead Space 3, you can pay to basically put in a cheat code. Okay. Because there's, you, you can basically play Dead Space 3, get mats, and later take those mats to create new weapons. But if you don't want to, you know, grind through the, gra- the game... Getting all the mats, making new weapons, and you just want the end weapons, 
you can just pay real money to get the end game weapons. Hmm. For a single single player game, so I don't. I I wouldn't do it. That's it's just like okay. So why am I playing this game then? I mean, so basically, it's you can pay to cheat. Yes. But well, a you don't need to cheat, Andy. I mean, if you this is no different than if you look at World of Warcraft or Diablo with the ability to purchase gold. Now, in World of Warcraft, you couldn't purchase gold no. legally, but people did anyway. In Diablo, they actually built it into the game, right? You can go onto the real money auction house and spend money to get stuff that other people have put up there. How is that different than this? Aside from the fact that someone had to do the work for Diablo, whereas this is just you, you know the, the company's releasing it. I I don't know. It's just it's a, the okay. So the fact that World of Warcraft and Diablo, some, like you said, somebody had to do the, the work, work to get the that stuff. This one, it's a single player game. Okay. So it's you're not really getting much out of it other than time versus money. Granted, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just a time versus money argument. Hmm. Somebody wants to play the game, but they don't want to be frustrated by having to grind through to get maths to get the uber weapons. Granted, you could just take it to an illegal... <laughs> okay. Crazy idea. It's a game. It's basically grinding for maths in order to advance to the next level. So you could just spend the time just grinding away, doing something menial, probably like clicking boxes on a screen. Or you could, you know, just pay for the next level. And that's all the game is. It's just boxes on a screen that you have to click. I mean, that's most games, isn't it? You you could describe Bejeweled as boxes on the screen that you have to click. So shouldn't PopCap be doing that then? Just a, a way to unlock future levels in Bejeweled? I mean, it takes you all of like 10 minutes to unlock the entirety of uh, Bejeweled 3. But Andy, do you really want to ask if PopCap is going to go with microtransactions? Oh. <laughs> Actually, have they? Or ha- I don't they think have they not. have. No. They have not. But I, that, that's a dangerous way to go. <laughs> Zynga does. Zynga games are just click on boxes on the screen. Yeah. True. You, you, you a little tired over there, Andy? Well, no. It's just I'm just... It seems ridiculous, but then you're also making points. I'm trying to figure out how to... How to counter them? Yeah. Um, I mean, you, okay, good luck. <laughs> that and I also just looked at one of the other ads two clicks away from the, the article. And the Splinter Cell Blacklist, uh, basically, I guess the collector's edition, actually contains a physical model plane. Remote control plane. There's no way that actually flies. There's no way that actually flies. That's it. <laughs> Andy. Focus. Yeah. Sorry. Focus. All right, what else we got here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. So the developer kits went out, right? Yeah. People had problems with them. Well, Ouya heard, 
And they're fixing it. Good, because that's kind of the point. <laughs> right? Is, isn't that the point of sending out the first round? Yeah. And, and giving the developers time with it? Is saying, like, okay, now that you've had that, tell us what we need to change? And I love the first thing on the list is the D-pad. So what was wrong with the D-pad? It was set up like the Xbox 360's D-pad, which oh. if, you talk, if, yeah, if you talk to anybody who does fighting games, oh. they hate that D-pad. Like the, the circle instead of the four points? Yes. Because, you know, we can put in 32 or 64 points instead. No, 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 no. Give me four actual buttons for my D-pad. I don't mind it. Granted, I've never been good at fighting games, nor no, have oh, played no, no. many of them. If, if, if they want to give me that many options, give me a stick, not a pad. Yeah, it was a different game when I switched from the thumbstick to the D-pad for Soul Calibur. But even then, it was still a button mash. Mm-hmm. Ew. Ew, ew. Okay, so they changed that. What else do they have? Uh, more responsive on the touchpad. Okay. They've changed the trigger buttons, and they've changed the battery bay. Cool. And there's a picture of a guy using an oscilloscope, which he's, that's actually a pretty high-end oscilloscope. Why is he having an oscilloscope? He's using the oscilloscope to test, basically, the uh, button-to-screen latency of the controller. My guess is using the buttons to test voltage. So as soon as he presses the button, the oscilloscope can... Measure how long it will take the voltage to jump from zero to Whatever. one, basically. Okay. In other words, to turn on. Yes. Stuff that I do in labs all day. Well, not all day. A few hours on Thursdays. So, interesting tidbit. Mm-hmm. Somebody found out how to search for HP printers... Oh, yeah. On the internet. I saw that. that that's kind of creepy. Yep. I'm pretty glad I don't have my printer listed as an open printer anywhere. In fact, my printer's not open. It's not even on. We have two HP printers, but they are old enough to not have this feature. So I am pleased. Granted, I still don't, like, I get this list of Google search results, but I don't know what to do with it. You guys at Gizmodo said, oh, just open it up, and then you can print things. Well, I'm clicking these links, and I'm getting nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I got nothing. But supposedly there are 88,400 right now open printers, HP printers, out on the internet. That is a lot of printers that you can just kind of print things to. And yes, you can just print things to them, which is silly and stupid. I don't know how. I don't want to really know how, but I feel like I should know how to do this. Probably from Google Drive. Probably. I don't know, but still, that's... Hopefully somebody should fix that. Mm-hmm. How would you fix that? You turn off the public sharing? Is that it? Is that that I, I simple? I think so. Oh. I'm pretty sure. That that should be pretty much it. Well, okay, then. So what else do we have? Uh, two things. One. Okay. J.J. Abrams originally said he wasn't going to do Star oh, Wars. Oh, 
Yeah. But now he is. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, Andy. What, what, what should we... I don't know what to do, Andy. Seems this one man has a lot of power. He has both, Andy. What? He has both. He's got nerds of all kinds behind him. Star Trek and Star Wars. No one man should have that much power. No. With great power comes great responsibility and nope. lens flare. <laughs> and lens flare. Let's just make sure we don't give him the Avengers. <laughs> no, they won't give him Avengers because Joss Whedon has got that and he's got a pretty good lock on it. They'll give him the Justice League. Oh. DC Comics will say, well, if Marvel can do it, we should be able to do it too. Hey, Nerd King J.J. Abrams, would you like to do that? What is – how did J.J. Abrams get into all of this? Like, what was his original sci-fi? He – Super 8, was that his original one? I thought that was a Spielberg film. It was Spielberg and J.J. Abrams. All right, let's look through his IMDb history. Let's see, director. J.J. Abrams. Felicity, Okay. Felicity and Lost and Alias. Yeah, for Lost. Yeah, he did direct Super 8, you're right. Thank you. So that's what it was. It was Alias, probably. He acted in a few things? Huh. Director. Felicity, Lost, yep, Alias. MI3. I think oh, Star Trek was, was really it, though. Star Trek broke him into the movies. Star Wars Episode 7 already has an IMDb. <laughs> Rumored cast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. It's in production, though, So you, unless you have IMDb Pro. Well, I, I've uh, cast, credited cast, rumored in IMDb. Regular. Okay, so Felicity led to Alias, which led to Lost which led to Cloverfield, which led to Super 8. Oh, yeah, okay. I think Cloverfield was probably the one that really got him in there. And Oh, yeah, and Fringe. <laughs> so we can just basically all just wheel it back and just blame Alias, because that's the yep. first really yep. nerdy. So Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Anthony Dan- uh, Daniels are all rumored to be in Episode 7. Well, of course. So, Jonathan Colton. Yeah. And Glee. Yeah. Fox is making the claim that they did not infringe on any sort of copyright. Oh, bull on that. Colton is looking to see. They they actually are protected unless unless they actually used his audio. That's the only way he can get them now. Otherwise, they actually are legally in the clear. Ethically, they're not. Legally, they are. So in protest, Colton kind of re-released his song as a cover of a cover of a cover and put it on iTunes with all proceeds going to charity. His cover of a cover of a cover has outsold 
the Glee cover of a cover. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. And there's a, an amusing conversation going on between him and Will Wheaton. Saying, Colton's saying, you know, okay, I'm, I'm done with this for now. I'm going to just go sit around and think about other things. And Will Wheaton tweets that, oh, that's weird. The producers of Glee just tweeted they're doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> Subtle jabs left and right. So, yeah. So, last bit of news. Okay. There was a student in college in Canada. Yes. Who was part of the college's computer club. Okay. So he was writing an app so students on their mobile phones could have easier access to their college account. When he stumbled upon some, what he calls, sloppy coding oh, in, in yeah. the software that would allow anyone with basic knowledge of computers to gain access to the personal information of any student in the system, including social insurance this? numbers, my guess is their version of social security numbers, home addresses, phone numbers, class schedules, basically all the information the college has on a student. Didn't we already report on this? I don't think so. We didn't talk about it last week. Okay. Yeah, and, and so he, he notified the... The school and the the servers kind of responsible for it, the company responsible for it, and they said, "Okay, we'll look into it and we'll take care of it." And then he decides to go back later and check, right? Yes, I'm doing this from memory. He goes back to check and see if they patched the hole. At which point, the company that is doing the hosting contacts him and said, "Hey, you're breaking in, and that's illegal." And later. Because of this, got him expelled from the Oops. university. Yeah. So claiming he had uh, done this multiple times before he brought it up to notify the school. My guess is he was just making sure that the hole was as bad as it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he got expelled from school, but now he's got, you know, multiple job offers from this. Yeah, I mean, I mean really, <laughs> it, it, he's going to find work. I don't think it's a problem. No, I don't think he needs to finish his degree in order to find willful employment in that area. Gainful employment? Gainful. Yeah, no, he's fine. He's just fine. I, oh, this college. Yep. I, I have an odd feeling that the uh, money donated to this college is going to... Um, <laughs> Dry up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, just, just a tad. Oh, Andy, why are people so stupid sometimes? Because they don't know better? It's too bad. Okay. So, should we move on to random review? Yes, we should. Oh, right, that's my review. Yes. Aha! So, I'm going to be reviewing a game, of course, because it's pretty much the only time. Actually, next, so in two weeks, I I can review a piece of hardware. Uh, But the game game called 10 million it is a computer game and it's actually an ios game that was then ported to the pc and will hopefully at some point in the near future be ported to android we will have to see uh it, it's a crossover game so are you familiar with the endless runner style games no temple run 
I must run games like that? No. Okay. In those games, you are continuously. I mean, let me let me step back. Do you remember Mario Three World One Four, where the screen keeps moving? Yes. Right, and it, where you're you, required to keep moving forward, you, you have to keep going forward because the screen keeps moving, and if you stop, the screen's going to catch up to you and push you off. Yes. Take that concept and make an entire game out of it. You actually don't move yourself. You are always moving forward. Okay. You can control things like when you jump, but that's it. So you can jump, you can duck sometimes. Uh, uh, Robot Unicorn. Yes. That's an endless runner. Okay? It's always going to keep moving. So this game takes the endless runner genre and mixes it with the match three in a row gem genre. Which technically itself is an endless runner game for some versions of it. Uh, what? Well, the screen, the screen always keeps going. I mean, the screen is static, Andy. I know, but the tiles keep, always keep coming. Yes, but that's not an endless runner in the sense that in an endless runner, there's always an element of time. There's some versions of Bejeweled that are time-based. Yeah, but that's not standard in the match three. It's a variation of the match three. Yes, it is a variation, but it's not kind of the standard like this defines it. Okay. Endless runner time is a a defining element. So in the same way that Puzzle Quest took the match three and combined it with like an action RPG. Yes. This takes the match three and combines it with an endless runner and an action RPG. So you are running across the top of the screen, and you will come up to an enemy or a puzzle, basically a chest or a door, and you have to match the right tiles to perform the attacks to beat the enemy to keep going. So okay. it's, like, it's like puzzle quests, except that you have the requirement of time, because if you don't, you're just going to get knocked to the back of the screen, and then you're out. That's it. Okay. You're done. And... As you play, some of the tiles are material, so you go and you, you stockpile the material, and then at the end of every level, you're returned back to like your home base, which you can then spend material to improve, which unlocks rooms where you can spend gold to upgrade your weapon and your magic and your experience, and so you can level yourself up and get more benefits, which allows you to do better, and it's just kind of this, this cycle. Now, the, the biggest and weirdest part of this, and the part that's the hardest to overcome, it's not switch two gems. What? To match, it's not pick two adjacent gems and switch them. It's pick a row or pick a column and slide it. Hmm. And it's not slide at one spot. You can slide it like a Rubik's Cube. You can just keep going. Well, that's interesting. It takes, if, if you're used to playing Bejeweled, if you're used to Puzzle Quest, it takes a good half hour to 45 minutes to wrap your head around the different kind of pattern that you need to start looking for. Switching to, that's easy. That's, those, those patterns are so apparent, and after about 10 minutes of playing that game, you're fine with them. Switching that to, I can move anything as far to the right or left as I want, or as far up and down as I want, changes the dynamic completely. Hmm. 
it really screws you over for a while. I'm just looking at some of the screenshots, and yeah, in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, I can easily do that for three. And then I'm thinking, well, wait a second. If I move that thing even farther over, there's a five that I could get to. Yeah. Or if you look at some of the screenshots, you know, there, I'm looking at one of the screenshots on Steam. I see, okay, there's four keys I can get there. What you can't see right off the bat, though, is that if you get those four keys, let's say it's one, two, three, four, uh, doesn't look like anything else would line up. Yep. So it's it's just it's a lot harder to see the consequences of your actions and what's going to happen when you start moving things around. It's a pain in the ass is what it is. And the fact that the board wraps. So when you push something up off the top of the board, it appears at the bottom of the board. Hmm. Which means you could, in theory, have three in a row that aren't recognized as three in a row because it's two on one side and one on the other. Yeah, that will take a moment to... Yep. And you can't just put it out there. You have to make a connection somewhere. Hmm. So it's, it's a difficult match three type game. It is a lot of fun, though. It is also five bucks. Five bucks, and I've played it for four hours. So dollar an hour, yeah, that that's good. Even if I stop playing it here, that's probably good. Hmm. So what does the 10 million have to do with anything? The 10 million is the score that you have to get. Ah. Uh, have you gotten 10 million yet? No, I have not gotten 10. I've gotten uh, 100,000. You're off by about a factor of, what, 10? Yeah. No, because that's, that's a million. I'm off by a lot. Factor of 100. Yeah. So I'm guessing you're going to recommend it for the $5 price range. Yes, I would highly recommend it for the $5 price range. Okay. Shall I move to the random topic? Sure. Okay. So one's kind of wordy, so hold on a second. Random topic is, would you spend a weekend hanging out with Patrick Stewart if you had to do it at a nudist colony, and there's actually parentheses, and this is what it says, word for word, yes, in anticipation of Dave looking for a loophole, you and Patrick Stewart would be naked. What's really funny is when, when they first, you know, when Andy read that to me, my first instinct was like, oh, well, you know, what is, does that mean that I have to be? And then I just stopped. I'm like, no, you know what? I'm not going to do that on this one. <laughs> of course, the one that I don't do it on, they make the joke and have it in there already. I just love how it's like, it almost, is, it's like built that way where you just read it. It's like, would you like, would you spend a weekend hanging out with Patrick Stewart? Yes. If you had to do it in a newest colony, you're like, Ugh. And then it's like, and you have to be naked too. It's not so much that I would have to be naked. It's that Patrick Stewart would be naked. Good looking guy, but I'm not sure. I, I, mm. He's not that bad looking, but how is he naked looking? Right. <laughs> it's a little weird hearing your wife going, I bet he looks amazing naked. <laughs> I mean, she's got a point. Sir Patrick Stewart. I will just say there's probably not much that I wouldn't do. 
in order to hang out with Patrick Stewart. Okay. I'm not sure if hanging out on a nudist... How long? Not sure you'd go so that the whole far. weekend. Spending a weekend at a nudist colony. That's... I don't know. Did you know there was a nudist group in Celine? Yes. They took the Celine Rec Center every so often. Yeah. Some of the guys on the uh, swim team also were lifeguards at the Rec Center. I don't think they were pleased to have to work the nudist colony night. I don't know. So, Dave, would you... Yes, it's a very simple yes or no question. I don't know. I'm not... I, I don't know. Would you? Hey, why not? I mean, it, it, it's kind of cool. He's a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> tough to say. Very, very tough to say. All right, so we'll change this question a little bit. Uh-oh. Who, if you could spend the weekend with anybody... Anyone at a nudist colony. Like, it would force them also to be there. That's... I... Um, hmm. Think of, like, somebody that you would love to hang out with, but you know there is no possible way it would happen. Plead the fifth. <laughs> you plead the fifth? Plead the fifth. I don't know what my answer would be. Yeah. I know, I, I posed the question, therefore I don't have to answer the question, because I posed it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, if you want it to work your way, you get your own podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm... Okay, we need an answer, though, Andy. We, we made this rule that we're required to answer these. Well, I'm saying yes, it's... You're saying yes, you'd spend the weekend with Patrick Stewart? Yes, yes I would. Yeah, you know what? Why the fuck not? <laughs> That's the spirit. Is there alcohol involved? Oh, I, I... If you're hanging out with Patrick Stewart, of course there shall be alcohol involved. Then let's go for it. <laughs> I shall order him the top shelf liquor. Patrick Stewart in a nudist colony for a weekend? With alcohol. Sure. I hope it's summer. <laughs> I hope there's a lot of tables that we can sit at. Play board games with Patrick Stewart. Alright, well cool. <laughs> now I feel like this should be like a part of on a scale of one to a naked Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you want to do? And I think we're gonna leave it there. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.